Hello, I'm Matthias Spiegel. And I'm Ronald Donaldson. And welcome to another episode of... But But That's That's a Different different Story. Where we bring you stories so chilling, you'll think that you were sipping on a frozen margarita while lounging on a beach chair, wearing sunglasses, and about to chow down on some chain restaurant baby back ribs. That's right, Matthias. You'll feel a chill in your bones as you listen to this episode, because we take a look at the cold, dark recesses of the human mind. Cold, dark recesses remind me of my elementary school days cleaning black mold in the gym showers during lunch. And speaking of basements, I'm sure the subjects of today's story spend plenty of time there. Some of them certainly do. Basements are popular places for model train hobbyists, antisocial man-children living in their mother's house, and murderers. Aren't they the same? Usually. With Serial, My Favorite Murderer, and that one Son Exploder episode about Fiona Apple's criminal, podcasts about these peculiar and often pervy perpetrators of public punishment have perpetuated like pestilence in a petri dish. And it's not just any do-batter that America loves, it's killers in particular. But while most podcasts investigate a heinous crime after the deed was done, we here at But That's a Different Story wanted to see if we can investigate a murder before it happens. Now, Ronald, last time I checked, you don't spend your days floating in a milk bath getting jumbled visions of pre-crimes, do you? The milk part is true, but yes, as a white cis man without ESP, I'm currently a majority reporter. So getting the inside scoop of a crime before it happened was about as difficult as spooning a pint of Chunky Monkey fresh from the freezer. Extremely hard. Well, don't leave us with blue balls, Ronald. Give us the red ball that means a crime is about to take place with today's episode, Making a Killing. Murders happen every day. But unless you're a grizzled inner-city detective, an overeager medical examiner, or those boys from my scratched Stand By Me DVD that's stuck on repeat, you don't come across a murder every day. With the city's violent crime rate almost as low as a millionaire's tax returns, I was having a hard time reporting this story. I knew I had to find a killer before he, or she, it is the year of our Lord 2019, struck. I also needed a good, mysterious killing. One with intrigue, sketchy motives, and many suspects. And, ideally, a killer with a podcast-friendly voice. But how would I find such a criminal? I turned to the one place where I knew I might find a deranged killer with a thirst for blood and evil, the internet. After typing in dark web and killer into my internet search bar, I came across some pretty risque Spider-Man fanfic. I then tried creating a profile on Death Date, which I thought was a dating site for the morbidly curious, but it just tells you the day you'll die. At my breaking point, I did what every desperate soul has done when making a last-ditch effort at finding someone. I went to the Missed Connections page on Craigslist. I wrote, You, on the prowl. Looking to settle scores? Maybe you have an axe to grind. Literal axes, okay. Must love dogs. Or take orders from them. With my post out in the void, I knew I would meet my murderer in no time. When I saw your ad, I was very intrigued. I was on Craigslist trying to sell some used holy water when I, uh, stumbled across your post. Jezekiah Butterworth was the first promising candidate who replied. 
I met him at Greenwood Cemetery, where he worked as a groundskeeper. I guess I'm still not sure what this is. On our call, you asked me about people who irk me, but this isn't a date, right? No, it's not. Because that is common first date talk. I don't think it is. Oh, you got me. I've never been on a date with another person. You said you had someone in particular you didn't like? Oh, yes, my landlord. I just can't stand her, the old crony. Every day she comes downstairs and asks me if I need anything. If I'm warm enough, if she can help with the laundry, I goddamn hate it. She sounds kind of nice. Do you think you hate her enough to maybe do something about it? Like what? Like take care of her? I mean, I basically take care of her already. She is my mom and she's getting up there in years. She needs some help carrying groceries and scaring away raccoons claiming squatters' rights. As much as she annoys me, I can't stay mad at her, you know? But she's your landlord? Yeah, she lets me live in her basement. So you pay rent? Only in hugs and smiles. This might not work. I met my next candidate, Percy Tomowski, in an abandoned gourmet popcorn store on 34th Street in Manhattan. So, is this a date? No, I thought I explained. I'm a reporter for- You can still be a reporter and be on a date. Tell me, what are we doing here? You asked if I have any fixations on people in particular, people I might not like too much. You can see for yourself. Percy pointed across the street to Macy's department store, home of Santa's Wonderland, and, in the off-season, Sandra's Wonder Bands, the ladies' unmentionable section. There, in the window, do you see them? My precious lovely, so fine, so poised, so perfect. Oh, this is a rare treat. We're about to get a peek. At what? All I see are the employees working on the mannequins. Exactly. Tis the transfiguration. They're just changing the mannequins' clothes to swim trunks. It is almost beach season, which reminds me I should probably stop eating this month's-old popcorn. Look! Look! At the clothes? No, you fool. The mannequins see a navel. Ooh, a nip slip there. A bald bump. The tasteful trapezoid and the grassless knoll. The notchless crotches. Ooh, the smoothest pubis. You mean that blank spot where the wee-wee should be-be? My lovelies, my beautiful lovelies, sullied by those careless and cruel reprobates. How dare they? Oh, you think those employees are manhandling your mannequins? To put it nicely, I can't stand it. You seem to really hate them, don't you? In your twisted, sick little mind, you think they're ruining your treasures. This is good. This is very good. Maybe you'd like to get revenge on them? And do what? Maybe hurt them. These poor, minimum wage earning Hanes and Jockey Jockeys, I could never hurt them. But your hatred, what they're doing to your lovelies. I couldn't hurt the people, but those mannequins, now that I've seen their shame, they don't deserve to live. I'll kill them just like I've killed before. I guess it's better for a real person to kill mannequins than to make mannequins out of killed people. But that's a different... Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's already inside. Oh, he's ripping apart those mannequins. Oh, I should have asked him to swipe me that thong. 
like a hangman after a long day at work, I was at the end of my rope. Luckily, I had one more prospect to interview. I met Edmund Termdower at the Empire State Building's observation deck. The doctors say I only have a few weeks left. Oh, I'm so sorry. What is it? Mercury poisoning. That's fatal? Freddy mercury poisoning. No, I don't have that. I have a killer spleen. I accidentally ate gunpowder and gelatin, which is really as powerful as dynamite with a laser beam. With so little time left, you must have a lot you'd like to accomplish. No, not really. Wait, you're not going to jump, are you? That wasn't the type of killing I was hinting at. Jump? <laughs> no. I just thought it was a good date spot, and I always wanted to throw a penny off of here. Do you have a penny? I used my last one trying to flatten it on the subway tracks. Oh, I guess that's the end of my bucket list. Oh, hold on, that can't be it. You're gonna die soon. Isn't there someone you'd like to take with you? Maybe a person who wronged you and this is your last chance to make it even. Maybe by killing them? Kill someone? Your words, not mine. Sure, I guess so. Why not? Next time on But That's a Different Story. I told you it was breed on Gouda. So, when did you first start hating your mother? Oh, that's not what I thought they meant by gastropub. Why don't you practice on this body pillow? You've got me wrapped up like a burrito in all these blankets, and I'm sweating like a stuffed hog. Okay, Edmund, you see that target over there? Release the arrow. I told you it wouldn't flush. I tried. I was even, like, hitting it with a hammer. Just imagine the Statue of Liberty, but as a man. Ronald, I'm hanging by a thread. Please help me. Edmund, I know this is just a traffic cop scooter thing, but please slow down. Okay, I've shaved my legs. Now what am I supposed to do? So, we're flying this kite, but I think that kid really wants a package. <laughs> <laughs> okay.